about you, but that brought tears to my eyes. The goodness of God. Don't we exalt him? It's like I don't want to change the order of the service and go into mundane things. You know, it's just like, you just want to keep praising him because it's because of him that we do this. To honor him, to exalt him. This is changing the subject. It's not on my notes. Natasha, would you come up here? Would you give your testimony? Here you go. Okay, good. Like she said, he's so good. He's been so good to me. One year ago, I was diagnosed with, I went to the doctor, and they diagnosed me with stage 4 breast cancer, and it was in four or five places in my body, and the doctor, um, I didn't even know what stage 4 meant, I didn't know anything about cancer, never thought I'd have to deal with that, so, you know, as a child of God, you just, okay, you hear the news, and you just go on, you know, and and she she was trying to explain to me what stage four men. I said, well, you know, okay. I think she thought I was in shock. And she said, you will die of breast cancer. And I said, no, I won't. My God is a God of miracles. And that's exactly what he was. So we, of course, had family pray and my dad's a pastor and he, and my whole church got behind us and I came here because Dr. Spell all last year was talking about how God um, has marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the glory of, my, of our God. He was talking about that all last year. And Keith Moore was a special speaker, and he had been talking about how God, um, 1 John 3, 8, God came, or Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And that means make it like it never happened. Yes. So I, my sister had moved down here, my twin sister, Nikki, and I came down to that conference and sat under the word and that people he called me up and he prayed for me dr savalda and everyone in there put their faith with mine and you know if you find it in the word it's just true it doesn't matter what people tell you it doesn't matter what doctors say it doesn't matter how you feel his word is more real than how we feel right right his word is more real and I just knew his word was true. And I just I just didn't believe, didn't believe I was going to die. I knew I was going to be healed. I knew God's word was true. I knew by his stripes I was healed. I knew it was going to be like it never happened. And a year later, here I am, cancer-free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. daughter. That's not God's will for her to not be raised by her mother. So what a faithful God we serve. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Oh, Natasha, I praise God every day, every day for your miracle. Ladies, you all look beautiful. Every one of you look so beautiful. And 
It's my joy to host this every year and to be able to share just a little bit of the word with you this morning. So I won't delay any longer. This is what I felt like the Lord wanted me to share with you. You know, we've been through a trying year. We've been through the hardest year. I think any of us have probably ever experienced. And um, in this hard trying year, we have to see our family as something worth fighting for. We have to fight for our right. We have to fight for our family. We Satan is out to destroy everything that is good. Everything that is good. It is a fight against light and darkness right now. It's a fight against good and evil that we're in. God created the home. And because there's no better place for a child to see the image of the Heavenly Father is through his parents and through the family members. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to emulate him. He wants us to be made into his very image. Spiritual realities are more caught than taught. Now, based on a 25-year research project, there was a survey studied of 14,000 families worldwide. And in this survey, children were asked, what do you think makes a happy family? This was their answer. And their response often uh, was a, re- a surprise. It's not money. It's not cars. It's not homes. It's not televisions. The answer they gave most frequently is doing things together. The genuinely moving and memorable times of a child's life are not bought and sold. This should be an important news to parents striving to make ends meet. That is not always giving them the latest and the greatest. It's spending time with them, showing them that you love them, showing them that they care, that you care for them, and they're important to you. Give the kids yourself. That's more important than things. And guess what? They will remember the time you spent with them more than the things you gave them when they were 8 years old or 9 years old or 10 years old. I'm sure my girls can't remember the toys that I gave them when they were small, but they do remember the time that we spend together. Too many parents just go with the flow when it comes to raising their families. They have no plan, and so often the families simply fall apart. It doesn't have to be that way. As parents, we shape the future of our children, and we can build a strong and happy family. In our busyness, it's tempting as parents to give our children the toys instead of our time, but only time spent together can build a strong, happy family. Children need our presence. That means us being in their midst more than they need our presence, P-R-E. S-E-N-T-S, presence. They need our presence. We frequently hear the message from the pulpit regarding our spiritual life. It applies to family life as well. We have our children at home with us for just a short time. If your children are young, it may be hard for you to imagine that there will come a day when they don't even want to be in the same room with you. But believe me, that day will come. I've been there. I've lived through that. Take the time now to make happy memories. It's all about happy memories that will bind you together through the toughest of times. 
You've probably heard the saying, the family that prays together stays together. But what about the family that plays together? Besides being nice, rhyming words, pray and play, play has something else in common. Both of these activities connect people together. So you have to play with your family. Here are some of the benefits of being a playing family. The family that plays together knows each other better. While playing together, individual personalities, strengths, and weaknesses are revealed. Play encourages even mom and dad to step out of their normal roles and be themselves. Number two, the family that plays together remains teachable. Play is a form of learning, no matter how old you are. But playing together, everyone in the family must maintain a teachable attitude, and being teachable is an essential to success in life. And number three, the family that plays together practices communication. Every game you play requires some form of communication. Playing together helps all the family members learn and practice communication skills that make for healthy relationships. The family that plays together is healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. By engaging your family in a wide range of games, you provide a workout for their bodies and their intellect while flexing their emotional and spiritual muscle of cooperation, teamwork, fair play, and honesty. Proverbs 17, 21 says, A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Science is just discovering what God has known all along. Joy and laughter are an important part of living a healthy life. Our joy is not only supposed to be in the Lord, but in our family as well. Scientific studies have conclusively demonstrated that humor contributes to physical health in immeasurable ways. Muscle relaxation, reduction of stress hormones, immune system enhancement, pain reduction, cardiac exercise, reduce blood pressure, and improve respiration all from laughter and humor and having fun. So it's important that you have this in your life. First discovered in 1975, endorphin is one of the several morphine-like substances found within our brains and are manufactured by the body to reduce stress and to relieve pain. Some foods, including dark chocolate and chili peppers, are endorphin-producing exercise, relaxation, and laughter all uh, release this endorphin in your body. So dark chocolate, chili peppers, laughter, exercise. As you model how to play for your, with your children and encourage siblings to play with each other over spanning age levels, you create family harmony and teach a vital parenting skill for when they have children of their own. Kids nowadays don't play outside as much as they did in the past unless they participate in organized sports. Even as play has moved indoors for today's children, games now are electronics, 
video games, computer games, handheld electrical devices. But computer companionship is certainly no match for human contact. And the content of electrical games needs to be carefully monitored. Virtual reality is about fantasy. Reality is about using all of your senses to enjoy human beings' physical presence. You can't avoid technology or the media, but you can limit its impact on the time you spend together as a family. Parents who initiate a family game night when they're young are building essential communication skills and links for those years when the kids would instead do something, rather do something else than play games with their parents. So turn off the television, the radio, the computer, and start playing together. There is very little involved in setting up for most games. And although cleanup can take a little while, you'll find that both setup and cleanup can also be part of the play fun. Spending time with your family and your children will allow you to find out things about your kids that you might not know otherwise. Don't buy into the myth that it's not the quantity of time you spend with your kids, but it's the quality. It's clearly both. Playing together as a family forges ties of communication and cooperation. Sure, it's easier to let mom, dad, and the kids go their own way sometimes, but if you genuinely want to build a strong family, you need to make a point to spend time together when you can focus on each other. The trick to avoiding difficulty when teenagers is playing games with them when they're little kids. That way you've prepared them when they get to be older and are rebellious and don't want to do it. So keep the lines of communication with them open. Talk and listen when they're small and never stop. Always make yourself available to them. There's no better way to establish a rapport than to get down and dirty with them in a good old-fashioned game. And I'm telling you, I'm competitive. When it comes to my family and our games, I am competitive. I mean... I am the ping-pong champion. (laughs) And I don't like it when I lose. And there are some words that come out of me that are not very nice. And my worst words, my grandkids say Mimi's curse words are, well, dogs, D-O-G-S, dogs, dogs, dogs is is my bad word. You know, they laugh at me. When Mimi's playing games. Get outdoors as often as you can. I mean, I think that's just a healthy environment and a place for you to be outside to smell the, you know, the air and, and just be a part of nature and what's going on. We play badminton and volleyball and baseball. Regardless of the season, there's some game that you can play outdoors. There's touch football, kickball, or even the old family soccer you can play that. So there's a definitely a truth to the adage, families that play together stay together. Families need to let off steam, express their love for each other, and just have a good old time through whatever game that you enjoy playing. It's all about memories, making memories. My son-in-law, Rodney, he's one of a kind. <laughs> Terry can you know, testify to that. Our son-in-law, Rodney, would bring fireworks every year to 4th of July to our lake house in Granbury. 
And I don't know where Rodney got these fireworks, but they had to be rejects where he got them at a great discount price. And so the whole family were up on the boat dock, up on the high part, and Rodney's down on the bank, and he's going to set off all these wonderful fireworks for us. So there he is, the pyrotechnician, and he's setting them off. And all of a sudden, they come towards the, the top of the dock, and we're all ducking because they're about to hit us. And he, he bought these wonderful fireworks that were these little men that were parachutes, and they would go up in the air, and they were supposed to open up, and these little men would float down on these parachutes. Well, they were rejects to a lot of them. Some of them would work. Some of them wouldn't work. But memories, oh my goodness. So every year, the grandkids look forward to Uncle Rodney bringing the fireworks because we never knew what he was going to do. And talk about the best game player. Rodney is the best game player. When it came to hide and seek, I'm telling you, do you know where we found these kids? On the roof of the house, up in the highest tree, in the, uh, the pantry, in the kitchen, he'd move the dishes out and hid them up in the top of the pantry with the doors closed. We couldn't find Preston one time. He was in the dirty clothes hamper covered with the clothes. And guess what? He fell asleep. And it took us an hour to find Preston. So Rodney is the best game player there is. So, you know, that, those are wonderful memories that we, we all have. So a few weeks ago, I ran across something that I read many years ago, and I thought I'd share it with you. I just think it's so wonderful. Cleaning and scrubbing. I'm going to cry. Oh, it's just a minute. <laughs> Let me read this first. Cleaning and scrubbing can wait till tomorrow. Because babies grow up. We've learned to our sorrow. So quiet down, cobwebs. Dust go to sleep. I'm rocking my babies. <laughs> it doesn't keep. I mean, they don't stay little forever. And to my girls, I put so many things out of priority growing you up. <laughs> the dust and the cobwebs were more important to me. I wanted to be that Proverbs 31 woman so badly. I wanted to excel in every area as that Proverbs 31 woman. But I want to tell you, there's more things important than your house being dusted, your pillows being fluffed, your dishes being put away, your floors being vacuumed. My girls, when they teach... They tell these funny stories that mom's coming. And so the whole house goes into a panic. Because <laughs> mother's going to come over and check the baseboards. <laughs> mother's going to check the mantle. Mother's going to check this and that. 
I had some priorities out of kilter raising my girls up, but I was learning. I was learning. I was learning how to excel in the things of God. I was trying to make God's word first place in my life. So girls, I'm not that way anymore. That's why when the grandchildren come, you know, I forget everything. Dishes don't have to be put away. Things don't have to be dusted. Thanksgivings over the years. I'm one of those, as soon as they've eaten, I'm putting the dishes away, having everything spotless and clean. Not anymore. Those dirty dishes can sit there all day long. I want to be out in the family room. I want to be out in the family room where they're playing and having fun instead of me occupied in the kitchen cleaning up to make the perfect home. Oh, so let's get our priorities right. Let's, let's just enjoy. Let's enjoy our family. Let's love one another. Let's have a good time at, in life. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So, I asked to be the one to announce the grand prize winners. Our beautiful gift baskets. Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you, yesterday we came at 3 o'clock because everything was finished. Brother Jesse and Jerry and Kathy and I walked around the entire room. It took 30, 40 minutes. And Jesse picked out one he liked. Jerry picked out one. Kathy and I, we, we... I mean, it took all of us debating and going back and forth. And Kathy is our dear one who chose our winning table. And we are so thrilled over this winning table. I had no decision in this. Kathy did it. Because <laughs> you were all winners as far as we're concerned. Every one of you. I mean, the labor of love that you put into your tables. You're all winners. All right, here we go. Our grand prize winner. Her table is Natasha Powell. There's your gift. And the reason I wanted to be the gift giver is because in your gift are all kinds of games, games of all kinds and uh, movies, videos for the family to watch together. But I want to tell you what caused your table to win. It was this right, right here. Sorry, John. This right here. This says the very first country Christmas. And it was the birth of Jesus in the manger. The very first country Christmas. If this hadn't have been in the manger, but this is what won it. And so aren't we thankful for the very first Christmas? The very first country Christmas. So this was what won it. was honoring our Lord and our Savior because of this written right here. And it's so simple. And everything was just so simple. And I'm... Thank you. Thank it was you. beautiful. Thank beautiful. You. So you and your family will have fun. Okay. All right. Miss Cassie, will you have a seat? It was such a hard decision. And again, Miss Cassie chose our second place winner. And it's Miss Cassie Solis. Her table. Your table. So again. Yay. 
Yay! So it's games and, and videos and fun things for the family. And um, I just hope you all have a wonderful time with those gifts. We had a good time getting them for you.